Hi everyone and welcome to The Constant Cheerleader, the podcast that champions the people who go above and beyond to make a difference in the world and their communities over a cuppa. My name is Gemma Stevenson and joining me today is a woman who is causing a stir both inside and outside of the sporting world. She's won multiple gold medals at the Special Olympics and is someone who last year made it onto Cycling UK's 100 Women in Cycling list. And when she's not on her bike, she can be found talking to people and championing the benefits taking part in sport can have on your life outside of the competitive arena. Here to give us 30 minutes of her best map talk this week is Kira Byland. Hi, Kira. It's been ages. It has. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Joe. It's nice to see you and it's lovely to be here today. I mean, very similar to our last meeting in person, but we're doing this via Zoom, obviously, but it's raining, it's cold, um, I think we've hit winter, but um, the difference is here is we've both got a cuppa in front of us, haven't we? We do, and it is it is up north, here I am, and it's always cold, and it was a bit windy this morning, so I was like, okay. Yes, we need a cup of tea, and I've got one ready to go. Oh, so what cup are you joining us with, Kira? I have a decaf tea, very milky, and we have this special sugar, which is called xylitol, and it's actually beechwood syrup, which is dried up into crystals, and then you have those in really hot water, but you can have them in your cooking and your baking and things like that. You see, this is why you're a good athlete, Kira, and I am not. Um, because I've gone for full caffeine hit, uh, whereas you've gone for decaffeinated. Well, yeah, but I always have a day where I'm like, oh, go on there. You do a lot with nutrition, don't you, anyway, with athletes? So I suppose you have to kind of set the standard, really. Yeah, it is true. You've got to, you know, set a trend and be a good role model and show them that, well, yeah, that's okay to have treats, you know, like... (laughs) Don't get it wrong, I like having puddings, all right? But we just can't have them every day of the week, you know? <laughs> you just got to wait, and sometimes I've had to wait until I've done, like, a competition, and then I have a bit of a cake and be like, hurrah, well done. Yeah. So go on, what pudding would you have if you could eat a pudding every day? Oh, it's so difficult because I love anything chocolatey, but I like a good cake cake. Because you can have bars and you can have, like, your Rocky Road. But it's not the same as a big no. chocolate cake, is it? No. And, like, the hot chocolate puddings, do you enjoy those hot chocolate puddings where you, like, break it open and all the chocolate sauce comes out? Yeah, those are one of my favourites. A little bit of ice cream on the side. You can mix the chocolate sauce into the ice cream and that is, like, on another level, isn't it? It really is. It's it's awesome. Yeah, so I'm a chocolate fan... I'm more of a pudding. Some people do starters and mains, but I'm like, as soon as they go and look at the puddings and they go back to me. <laughs> Are you that person who, I mean, I'm that person who you go in and you like go in somewhere and they've got a two course meal and it's like, you can have a starter and a main course or a main course and a pudding. I'm like, I can't believe you're even asking me that question. That is me. Sometimes I'm sat there and they go, well, yes, you've got this to offer or you got this on offer. And I'm like, I'm sorry, have we not met before? <laughs> Why are you asking me this question? We see we've gone off on a tangent already, Kira. Um, this bodes yes. well for the rest of the episode. Um, talk to me about how you're doing, because, I mean, we went into a major lockdown. We, the world opened up a bit. You're now up in the northwest, so you're back in a lockdown situation. 
Uh, for you as an athlete, because that's what you are first and foremost, an athlete, how do you manage training and everything around that? Yeah, it's been really difficult because the training that I do, because I'm a cyclist, but I'm also a swimmer, and at the moment you can't go into swimming pools, and with the cycling, I ride on the velodrome, which is inside. I can't really do that. You can't do group racing. You can't do group training. You can't do time trials because you need volunteers there. But then because most of the volunteers are of a certain age, they can't go there because they're likely to get it. So it has been quite hard. But our cycling club, we have been doing Zoom training sessions so you'd be at home that could be on a fitness bike you could be on pair of rollers you could be on a turbo and you just log on and there'll be a coach who will lead the session and the good thing about this is the coaches don't stand there getting cold they won't get bad backs or bad knees standing up because they get to join in the session and get the fitness keep going up that way. So that's been great, but it has been difficult. We were talking before about face coverings and face masks, and I've been struggling with that. I don't really go out, out, but with my training, I train with my dad on the road, so it's not as bad because there's not very many people who come near us on the bike, so that that's okay. Yeah, we did talk before we started recording, didn't we, about the face covering issue because technically... You, you are one of those people who don't have to wear a face mask, but you do anyway, don't you? Is that partly because there's an anxiety there over how people might react to you um, being out and about without one? Yeah, it is difficult because obviously you want to protect you, but you want to protect other people as well. And it is, it's people's assumptions because you can't see my disability. People automatically think, well... You're just doing that, just try and get out of it, you know. Like, you don't really want to do it, so you can, like, so you can't. But I am trying because I do want to, be, you know, show people that, yes, I have a disability, but I'm also trying to follow the rules as well. But if you see me panicking, don't judge going, oh, let's just off on one. It's like, no, it's, <laughs> it's a part of my coping mechanism trying to do that. And I did go into one shop where... The mask was on and I just said to my mum and dad at the time, I said, right, I'm going to go outside if it's too warm in here, which is fine because no one else is there in a shop. But if other people are there, you're just not too sure what they're going to think. Especially when you're younger as well, do you find that? There's an automatic judgment there as well, isn't it? It's like the um, it's like the when you jump out of your car with a, a blue badge and you get the kind of look because you look too young to be disabled, as I've been told many times. Yeah, it is. It's quite, it is that kind of thing. But also it's a bit hard because it's almost like you have to explain yourself all the time and there's not really a day where you don't. And if you don't explain yourself just because of years of having to, you kind of you kind of think to yourself, oh, you haven't done that today. <laughs> Why have you not done that today? And then you think of it of yourself, but it is. It's, people do look at you and think, okay, you look too young. Why have you got it first of all? And how have you got one? And it's like, well, I can't really give you those <laughs> answers, but I can try and explain it to you so you can try and understand. But there are going to be people out there who are open-minded and they're not going to get it. But 
isn't that our kind of role as you will to try and educate others and then hopefully in the future when they do see someone or they meet someone with a disability they'll change the way of interacting yeah exactly i mean you have had reason to celebrate as well in lockdown though haven't you i mean you got a new job uh, on the special yes. olympic board i mean tell us a bit about that kira because that's that's quite big it is it is so the special olympics great britain they have a board and the athlete rep who was on it greg it was his term has ended and they were looking for a new athlete representative to join the board. So he went through the interviewing process. And I just said to my mum, I said, well, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But I gave it everything I got. I answered the questions to the best of my abilities that I could do. And I just said, if it is, it is. And if not, then never mind, maybe next time, something like that. And then I did get a call and I was like, I was so shocked. I was like, what? I was like, you're joking, joking. And they're like, no, 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 it's very true. So yes, I'm the athlete rep of a Special Olympics Great Britain board. And it's very nice because we get to work as a team. Everybody has different skills that they bring to the board. If you have some areas of improvement that you're not too sure about, you know, so there's some things that you're not, it's not you're not great at or you're not the best at it doesn't really matter because i'm sure there's going to be somebody on the board who does that as a strength and you work together as a team i mean you say you were shocked kira that this happened but you've been on the radar of the special olympics gb guys for a long time not just for what you've achieved at the special olympics yourself as an athlete i mean probably something that the listeners might not know is kind of your story to getting to where you are. I mean, for you, taking part in sport at first wasn't about getting gold medals, was it? Taking part in sport was about something so much bigger. Yeah, that's right. So for me, it wasn't just about the elite and uh, competing, getting medals, getting titles, getting some people say, oh, you're a celebrity now. I'm like, whoa, steady up. But in their ways of like the fame and this and that. And it wasn't for me. It was about having friends because I didn't have any at school. And I found it really hard to do PE at school. But through the Special Olympics, I was able to find sport, my sport. So this was Special Olympics Swimming Club and the cycling as well in the Northwest. And then I started to have friends then and my mum kind of said to some of the coaches, well, if you see her out this way, it's because of this. And just trying to help them understand my disability. But it is, it's not just about the medals, it's about the friends, it's about the memories you make. But also as well, so it's quite important, is it's the skills you learn. And being professional, it's like, well, what is professional? Is professional being on Facebook? Is it being on the phone? Is it doing it via Zoom? What is professional and how do you interact with others? And it's all those different skills. It's life skills, isn't it? It's like before I got asked to go to LA, I didn't know how to pack a thing. <laughs> but after that, I learned how to pack a suitcase. I learned how to fly by myself in the team and I learned how to interact with others get a little bit of confidence up as well and working on the self-esteem and emotions and things like that so it's a lot more than you think how has it been this year with the uncertainty of 
we're in lockdown, we're out of lockdown, we're kind of in a semi-lockdown, we don't quite, kind of quite know what the rules are some of the time. Yeah, it is quite difficult because there's some athletes that I know, they started going back to school, they started to go back to college, they started to go back to work. And because of the way that we kind of work and the way that we think, you don't want to be that one person who gets it wrong, do you? We all know what it's like to accident, you know, make a mistake. Oh, you're like, oh, you've done it. I, oh, tut, tut, tut. You know, you don't want that. And yeah, it is okay to kind of make mistakes, but it is. It's just the rules I personally find are very confusing and conflicting sometimes. And especially with a disability, you can't understand certain words because they're too wordy. Or sometimes it can actually be that there's so much information being thrown at you, your brain can only hold so much. And because some of the information isn't great, you're not clear what to do. But you need to know which is right, which is wrong. really shouldn't be doing this, but you can do this. Just because it helps you focus but it is confusing and i know social media and people are trying to help but it doesn't kind of help (laughs) sometimes it just can make it a bit worse this pandemic has happened in the age of social media and if you literally you just have to go onto instagram or twitter don't you and you have so many different interpretations of the rules and sometimes it's not the best no it's not but you just got to do the best you've got kind of thing it isn't great but there you learn the skill of resilience because I was talking to someone the other day about you know the grades coming out GCSE A levels university and I just said it isn't fair but doesn't that kind of show the students the skill of resilience Mm -hmm. because it can show them that yeah you've worked really hard for this but well done if you don't quite get it, the world isn't going to end. You can always try this path and it's showing them different skills that you actually learn. And I do think people have learned the skill of how to be tolerant and how to be resilient. And some people learn those, sk- learn those skills if they're at school or earlier on in life. But maybe we're all relearning skills that we've learned when we were younger. Yeah, I know, because yeah, cause sometimes life can get in the way, can't it? And you kind of go, oh yeah, I remember how to do that. Talking about moving towards the future of your competing, I mean, um, there has been a blow. I mean, the good thing about the Special Olympics is they made the decision early on, didn't they, that just hosting next year's Games wasn't going to be possible and they chose not to kind of mess you around and say keep you going and saying it's still going but then there's issues now of where it's going to be hosted isn't there because it was meant to be in Liverpool uh we know now it won't be in Liverpool but we don't know where it's going to be yeah it was a really hard time for our athletes because with the sports and with the competitions and training our athletes like to know step by step what's happening and because of the uncertainty what happened obviously special olympics they want to make sure that their athletes are safe and they're keeping well and and trying to handle people's expectations of you know the competition and yeah they were working with liverpool so it is disappointing i as an athlete 
disappointed because you know you got that goal and for me it's quite difficult to train just to train for me i need to have that goal to be able to train up to so then i'm ready i'm at my peak to then go and compete so yeah athletes were very upset and disappointed but when SOGB and athletes explain it to other athletes they were able to understand it you know and we knew that they were going to be upset about it but now they can understand why and obviously it's to protect and try and make sure our athletes are safe you know and, well safe as you we can yeah, really with COVID yeah. being around but you know the athletes are at the best interest of SLGB and that's what we're trying to but yeah there are still questions of like where is it going to be what year is it going to be in <laughs> and accommodation the venues there's just so many questions that I think don't need to be answered straight away they've still got time to think about it people are being really creative with everything really the sports the work family and it's great to see that because i think over the last few years as well that it's been quite strict hasn't you you know you go to work you leave home you go to work and then you come back again and sometimes you miss that family time and i think with covid that's actually, yeah, it's a sad situation. It's awful and what we're going to do. But I think it's allowed families to have more time together. You're quite close to your family anyway. I mean, I love, uh, you have an eye roll, <laughs> Kira. So your dad knows exactly what he needs to do to get you up to your best. But sometimes he does. when he does certain things, uh, there is a Kira Byland uh, eye roll, isn't there, at him? I mean, it's, it's something <laughs> quite unique. Yes. So with family members, we all know I'm very expressive. Everybody knows that I'm expressive. And with family members, they really do know you best. And it is. It's like you can't help it. Sometimes in a bit of a situation, you're like... And you can't help it, can you? You know, it just happens, but it doesn't matter because we have a laugh and a joke about it that we're really wrong. But it is quite funny, though. Some people go, that's another face you've just done in the last, like, 10 minutes. And not content with two sports, 2020 has been the year of new skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a bit of a shock when I saw your Instagram. I'm used to seeing you on a bike, and there you were on a horse. Yeah, well, I, a funny little information for you there is... I used to do horse riding, but before, so in 2015 with the games, Los Angeles games, I used to horse ride before all that. And when I found out I was competing in cycling, I stopped the horse riding so I could focus on the cycling. I still did a bit of swimming, but it wasn't very much of the swimming. I used to do actually lifesaving. I used to compete in life saving and so I had to stop that as well so I could go and train for the game. So a lot of people don't know. I don't really say give up, but in a way it kind of is. It, it's kind of putting some of your hobbies to the, on the back burner really, aren't you? So I could focus on that. And obviously because I've locked down, I can't really do swimming, but my horse riding as well so I've had time to go back and enjoy my love for horse riding and it's going really well 
I love it. We do it twice a week. It's just fantastic. Moving into the future, we've all had a chance to reassess our lives. Um, yeah. I mean, you do public speaking where you talk to young people about getting involved in sport. You do um, cycling. You do swimming. You now have rekindled your love for horse riding. Is there a plan of action to kind of make sure you can still keep all of these things up or, or will it become okay the world's kind of returned to a normal I have to go back to focusing on this one thing I think I'm going to try and keep everything I am doing it's a nice balance to have I'm going to add another skill to your set of already impressive skills now Uh, I'm going to turn you into a cheerleader Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's something you can continue if you want long after this uh, interview you're going to become KB the cheerleader Um, I'd like you to get into the mindset of a cheerleader now uh, because we are going to move on to our cultural exchange so when I go off to comps internationally and when we go off to comps internationally we have something called the cultural exchange so it's where we meet um, athletes from other countries and we kind of exchange gifts um, from our cultures to other people's cultures on the podcast, because we can't give every one of our listeners a gift, your gift is um, a little bit of a suggestion uh, for something for them to uh-huh. do this week. What is your cultural exchange for our listeners? My cultural exchange would be to remember to believe in yourself. And when times get hard to keep that belief inside you. So I would say that you could do five minutes during the day and look at photos and times where you're really happy and it's really positive and just remind yourself that there are times in the world where that you are happy and also it reminds you to believe in yourself and it brings that confidence so i would say just take five minutes sit down look at some photos or some happy time that you're doing something remember to stay positive and believe in yourself uh, now your cultural exchange was a bit motivational but i'm gonna ask you to get even more <laughs> uh, i mean this has got to be peak motivation so in the cheerleading world we also have something called mat talk now uh, mat talk so when some of the team are doing a particularly difficult stunt uh the rest of the team are on the mat giving them a bit of a motivational cry to keep them going. Uh, and uh, this is your chance, Kira, to uh, yes. give your own motivational cry. Uh, again, I'm expecting big things because, you know, your culture <laughs> exchange was, um, I mean, it was it was mid-motivation. We're now going to go for peak motivation. We can do that. So I would say if you don't get something the first time, just keep trying and trying and trying until you do so just keep practicing you can also have a dream that could be to get a trophy it could be to get a stunt perfectly don't let anybody else tell you any differently that you can't do it or it's too hard or you actually can't achieve it you know don't worry about other people Really, that <laughs> that is such KB Matt talk because I mean you are somebody who um, we've known each other for a number of years now who literally will take will not take no for an answer. If somebody tells That's you, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody tells you you can't do something, you just say, "Oh, I can," uh, and I'm going to go out there and do it. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, you just say, "Well, 
first of all, why do you think I can't do it? And they're like, this, 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 and this. A list from head to toe. And then you say to them, well, I can beat that. I can do it because of all this. And then you get them to change their mind and think, wait a minute. Yes, they can. There you go. Sorted. I couldn't have asked for better Matt talk from you, uh, KB. Um, and so all that's left for me to say is uh, thank you so much because uh, you are back and doing bits of training and you've got college. So thank you so much um, for joining me today and giving up some of your time. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's really cool. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And also thank you to everyone once again for listening. You don't have to tune in every week, but you do. Uh, for the randomness as well as the serious chat. Um, I mean, this is a new one though, Kira. I, I, I haven't chatted pudding yet, so you are unique. We've You are my first pudding <laughs> chat. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but before we get into chocolate pudding again, uh, I'll just leave you with one final message and that is to stay safe and stay well. And we will meet again at the same time next week to champion another of life's cheerleaders. Thank you.